evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 363 of the Jam and Knox podcast, where we ask the very important question, when or what was the last AAA game Microsoft released that was reviewed well, universally? Not Hi-Fi uh, Rush, that's double A. Halo 3. Uh, no, 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 no. It, 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 was, no. it was technically this generation. Okay, okay. Oh, this Pentiment. generation? No, that's not AAA. Pentiment? That's Counts. not AAA. Pentiment, isn't... Pentiment um, was universally reviewed well, yes. This but generation. the last okay. AAA game, I can think of two, and they came out fairly close together. Forza okay. Horizon 5. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. I'll take that And Microsoft Flight Sim. Oh, yeah. That's People... it. <laughs> okay, th- okay, Flight Sim got a long news cycle. People doing a lot of fun stuff in that. And that counts. Yep. I ask, I bring this up because apparently Redfall is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. And we'll get into it later, but it's, it boggles my mind that they let the studio do whatever they wanted and what they wanted to do sucked. Mm. If he's telling the truth. Yeah, if if Spectre's telling the truth, we'll get into that. I doubt this. Um, yeah, but that, that's the thing. It feels like... Because this was so different from anything Arcane had done in the past, it right. reeked to me of having um, executive hands fiddling with it and telling them that what you need to do is a multiplayer shooter with loot and maybe microtransactions down the road. And Arcane was like, fine, right. new boss Microsoft will do it. And now that it's out, Spectre's like, I refuse to not give my studios the creative freedom to pursue their visions. No, like you got to shut down something when it's not working. And if you played this and it wasn't fun, uh, that's on you, buddy. I guess I, I've seen the vampire designs. I wanted to give this a shot. I it's arcane. It I wanted to love it. I just oh. I haven't touched it yet, but it's downloaded. I mean, so why would you'll I, suffer through it on our behalf? Oh, I'll suffer through. Thank you for your service. I've I've been playing other things that I'm actually enjoying. I didn't really feel like wading through the shit at this specific time. <laughs> um, before we get to games, and I want to know what you thought about the rest of Dead Island 2, but Alex, are you caught up on Barry? Season 4? Barry? At, I, I just finished episode 2. Holy hell, fuck. Oh, God, this show's so okay. good. Oh, man. The end I, got, of I got the whole Dave and Buster's spiel. <laughs> the David Buster Buster's thing goes places, and uh, and man, I just finished episode four today. Fuck, no ho, Hank. Um, Jesus, it's one of the best shows that's ever aired on TV, and it's kind of gross how Succession takes up all the oxygen. Uh, well, you should fucking talk. You bring up Succession like every other week. It's a <clears> good show. Convince... It's not better than yeah, Barry. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 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 near yeah. better than Barry. It's I very saw, good. I saw... There's a lot of pseudo-intellectual uh, critiques on YouTube, and I try mm. to avoid them when they seem kind of <laughs> dumb. But uh, but I saw That's one like today, or I saw one like two or three days ago that was talking about how Barry is uh, is subverting the masculine image of every HBO yes. um, drama. Hundred percent. And and I and it's true. Like looking at it and looking at the points they're making and drawing this back through all the seasons, holy fuck, it's true. Like he is yeah. he is a normal guy who's been taught to be violent, who doesn't dream of power or prestige or anything like that. His dream is of a is of a placid domestic life. 
Yeah, that's and all like, Barry you, wants. You see it bubble out of him and like really intense moments where he just he's like killing people and begins to like talk and sound like a child, and it's so good. Hater's performance is just a fucking tyrope. <sighs> And he and he's like directing most of these episodes. Like Bill Hader had better come out of this like the new It Boy in Hollywood. Like, I remember the, oh, I think it was the season, him. the um, the season three opener where like it's he's like making a guy dig his own grave, and the guy that wanted to hit is like egging him on, and then he turns around for a second, turns back, they've made up, they're hugging. He's like, "We're okay," and he's just like, "No, it's not supposed <laughs> to be okay." He just kills him, most <laughs> leaves him in the desert, and it's just I can't imagine anyone else playing this role. At all, half this no. role. No, he's yeah, he's he's really tied up in the role for me. It's fantastic, he's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, yeah. Have you completed Dead Island two? Yes, I did complete Dead Island two. It's like ten hours too long. Really? Oh, I didn't. I didn't feel that way. It was. It was crazy to me when you said you've been going at it for like thirty hours. I was like, I don't think I played yeah. it for thirty hours, and no, I did all I, the side quests. I I did all the side quests available before the end. I mean, you, you get to the end and like five mm-hmm. more unlock. I didn't touch those. But yeah. it felt like nothing really changed for the last 10 hours. I found the weapons I liked. I, I upgraded those. You know, I, I, I at one point I ran out of adhesive of all things. So that pissed me off. Yeah, me too. I the weapons that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, that felt like the scarce thing was adhesive of all the weird things. But it just, it got repetitive towards the end. And and when it finally when it finally did end after the extra ten hours, it didn't have an ending. Yeah, like, the oh, ending was just kind of like the ending was just kind of like okay, now we're on Hollywood Boulevard and we're done. Yeah. Oh yeah, come on! It's not even abrupt. like a boss on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh no, there's there's very, bosses yeah. and shit. But compared to what you just did for the past twenty hours, the content for the final chapter of it is like kind of not there. It's just yeah. they built these areas. And you go down into a lab that's really basically like three hallways and two rooms, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's the end of the game. Yeah, and that's the end. Um, you fight another boss that you've already fought before in a slightly mm-hmm. powered up manner. So, but by that Sounds point, like you fought Island. that same boss like you fought that version of that enemy like. 15 times he gets introduced yeah. kind of towards the 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 mutator he gets introduced about in the last third of the game and then you fight him as a regularly occurring mini boss for the next yeah. 10 hours and then he shows up as a final boss and you're like I don't know how to handle this but I I don't know I I tried to make I tried to do a pure human run so you said there were um we, we talked too. last week about how there are some power autophage cards yeah. autophage abilities that cause some minor you know, inconvenience with a few, and then more and more as you basically gets worse. The more of you equipped, I decided yeah. to go full human and didn't use any of those, and it still really Same. wasn't that hard. No, yeah, no. So I mean, I'm no. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. It's just that it was a pleasure. It of got a game. to the point. It finally got to the point where it felt like I the, the treadmill became apparent, and, the, and yes. all the zombie deaths were not enough to cover it up anymore. Yeah, but those are some. Um, some yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the ride. Like I, you know, I finished it. I didn't finish fucking Resident Evil. Ah, <laughs> oh, that still bums sorry, me Alice. out. I'm sorry, Alex. The regenerators. Like, that, oh that's man, not on, that's not on you. That's on Resident Evil Four. <clears throat> it. It's on Resident mm. Evil Four. 
I'm sorry, it was not as good as Dead Space. It was not. Well, no. I don't it was not as good a remake. It was not as good a remake as Dead Space. I 100% stand by that. I will throw down over that. Mm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll I gotta think about it. I gotta play them... I gotta play them both again. I may disagree. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, uh, wife's name is Laura, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't think I've ever even had a conversation with Laura, but Laura loves my buddy Alex, so I like Laura. But my buddy Alex, he loves Laura, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay like for you to <laughs> yeah, it's okay for you to love Laura and me to be kind of indifferent. <laughs> Beyond the fact that I'm happy for you. <laughs> no, no, I think I need to. I think you need to hear the good news about Resident Evil Four Remake. Okay. Your whole village knock, dies knock, 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 by knock. fire. Have you ex- have you accepted Resident Evil Four Remake into your heart? Knock, knock, knock. Fuck that. Um, but no. In this house, we. Stand I, I'm room. happy that it came out. That Dead Rising Two came out. It is better than Dead it Island should have 2. been for as long as it spent in development. How long has this version yeah. actually been in development? Let's... Oh, this version probably five years, if if that. Um, but they got it out the That's door, and the thing is, this game needs a sequel. I want to see the sequel yes. to this Dead Island, and I want that yeah. to occur within the next three years, <laughs> please. <laughs> yep. I would play the fuck out of that. And needs, playing it, it has it made needs, me... It... It's made me want it to go back me. to Dying Light 2. And just to see, just to see if Dying Light 2, because I remember the combat in Dying Light 2 is a lot more involved than the combat in Dead yes. Island. Um, and I kind of want to see if that will make a difference to me, if I'll go back and go to it, you know what, this is better, this is better than Dying Light 2. Or you know what, no, this is taking itself too seriously. Yeah, it's, what it, what it needs, it needs more weapons. Yes. More variety of weapons. It needs more of those kind of scripted kill animations. Yes, and, and the weapons ones. the weapons need to behave very differently. Like if I'm using yes. a katana, I want to be able to like chop a zombie in half when I've got a power when I've got like the super powered up katana. And by the way, if you have a fucking katana, strapping a, a severed signpost to the blade <laughs> so that the katana's blade is completely covered by a street a sign. Mm-hmm. Is not going to be a more effective cutting implement, and it's nope. it, I, like I feel insulted by the in, by the implication. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking hated that so I, much. Yeah, I tried the um, the claw build you were talking about, and I didn't like it. Well, I, I, well, I, I didn't. Use I enjoyed claws. my heavy weapons. I, I use okay. So you were like sledgehammers and shit. Yeah, sledgehammers, and, and I fought a, I fought a claymore at one point. I'm like, this is cool. I like yeah. the claymore. <laughs> Oh, the, the claymore wasn't bad, but I thought bats were really good for kind of that that bludgeoning style. They were quick enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I kept on trying sledgehammers and just not liking them, and for the most part, I was. I had a couple katanas. I had a couple elemental katanas. I had a couple baseball bats, and then I traded almost all of those in for uh, for brass knuckles. And then with like four. Yeah, so we're ended just up with like four brass knuckles. Fits in the North Star. This stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a. It was just a punch lot of zombies fun. in the face, breaking their jaws. Yeah. Uh-huh. Righteous. It is. It's, the the gore was just like it was Mortal Kombat eleven levels of gore. It was really. Ah, uh, wow. I will. Yes, that's a good way to check this out eventually. 
Uh, it's sure. worth yeah. the time, I think. For yes, it, it is. It is. Um, but immediately, immediately after Dead Island 2, another game came out that I didn't expect to kind of be that good. And before we get into Jedi, and I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about Jedi Survivor, Alex, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I tried out Dumb Keeper as a little, uh, you know, like palate cleanser, something like to play before bed, something you could like whip out if you're like waiting for gas. Maybe there's a gas line. Don't want to get into it. Um, Wait, what? There was a yeah. It was a long story. Like I, I, had, okay. I got stuck waiting for gas. I'm sorry. I'm gas. Um, for air and my tire. Excuse me. Oh, there was a okay. five car. Okay, sheets has free air. Ooh. You get free air in your tire. But that means you're going to have to wait through like three or four people to fill out their tires to get to it. Yeah. And for the 15 minutes I waited for air, Domekeeper was a nice little thing. It's <laughs> okay. You got mining. You try to mine gems. You try to pick up little squares that are gems. Bring them to the top of your dome. You upgrade your dome. Alarm goes off. You got to defend your dome from monsters. Rinse and repeat for about 45 minutes. Eventually, you'll get overrun, but you get some XP. Unlock some stuff. Do it again. It's a good little time. It's not. I wouldn't say get it. Get it around eleven, twelve dollars like I did. It's fun. Hmm. It's good. It's wholesome. But what I spent most of my time doing is I was talking to a work neighbor, kind of off the ways. Like he mentioned, he likes Borderlands. He was just getting into Borderlands Three. He said he'd never gotten the hang of uh, Amara before. And I'm like, oh yeah, Borderlands Three. I've how are you at uh, Mayhem 10? And he's like, Mayhem 10? I never fucking got there. I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, no. And I've only done that a little bit. And inside, I'm like, I have a solo Mayhem 10 builds for all characters. I don't <laughs> have expertise in a lot. I might be better than I think at Borderlands 3. Like, I might be able to teach Borderlands 3. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that I yeah. see, that comes as no surprise to us, Alex. We could okay. have told you that. <laughs> I if there was a degree in Borderlands 3, you'd have it. <laughs> Look, and I I, I, I bring it up because I'm going to defend that. Because I Borderlands 3, just popping into it because I realized that there was a lot. I looked at, like, I, I glanced at a list of like, the best legendaries, and I had almost none of them. And I was like, well, i got to pick up at least a couple of these. And in doing that, <laughs> I compared it to... You know, late game experience to Diablo 3. What are you really doing? You're just pressing the same five buttons in the same order over and over again. But in Borderlands 3, there's a half-decent shooter in here. I'm having a good time with, like, look at my late game grenades that, like, they don't do a lot of damage, but they pick up enemies, like the smaller enemies, just flam around for, like, five seconds and they can't attack. I have, like, a pet um, loader bot that shoots a copy of that grenade. So, like, at any given time, half the enemies on the field are flying around in the air with electricity screaming. And I'm just, you know, just shooting. Like, I, then I throw out, like, a SMG that's also just a bouncing grenade that just, it's an SMG, but it's, like, doing radiation all over the place. And it just, it is so weird and fun. And yet I can just spend half an afternoon listening to a book, playing Borderlands 3, getting all the weapons i never seen before. Yes, they were right. The Bloodstarved Beast is one of the best guns in Borderlands 3, and that's not an accident. They love them some. Is that is that, that submachine gun you sent a picture of? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, they're, they're, one bo- like a- they're one Bloodborne references on a very good gun that I love very much. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's the best, one of the best Diablo-like games ever made. Story be damned. Mechanically, this thing is a... Ah, it's a classic car. Hmm. 
I love it. Okay, what on else your Steam you Deck. On my, on my Steam Deck, yes, you can get it to 60 FPS most of the time. It's pretty good, yeah. better than it should be. I would not turn up my nose at more updates, but on PC, I ugh, everything looks great. Like just the 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 metal texture work on the guns when you really crank up the textures is gorgeous. Like you, hmm. they don't seem randomly generated; they seem like they were designed. It's crazy. But yeah, I've done that. I tried to do Jedi Fallen Order, but guess what? The um, EA account that I have had since uh, oh, Mass yeah. Effect 2 won't let me back in. And I can't change my There's password because it no longer rec- recognizes my email. That's weird, man. Yeah. That's what you get for buying straight from EA. Yeah, so I got <laughs> I got a $65 check from the government for my taxes, and I'm like, you know hey. what? Chance really seems to be jiving with Fallen Order, or um, Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. I did like the cut of the jib of that cast. Sounds like they're still doing good work. I'll give this a shot, and yeah. All I've gotten to is the title screen, but oh, ooh, ooh, that's some John Williams good shit. Okay, now who really is, knows uh, how to set a mood. Okay. Who's the hang on, uh, Jedi Survivor cast? PC or console, Alex? Console. Because on PS5, it lets you play it. It doesn't even give a shit about the EA login. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> All right. I get to play it on a console, not on my PC. The game that I bought. Well, it's, no it's going to run better on PS5 until they patch the shit out of it anyway. If I don't fix this, I don't get my Mass Effect um, trilogy Ooh. anymore. Ooh. Yeah. That's a problem. I knew it. So I have to just call a number and hope I reach somebody and someone that is in that field right now I don't like my chances okay so you've <laughs> met you've met the mercenary bode right no I've literally just looked at the title screen and then I had to make dinner oh okay. and then I watched what else is justified so I was which my life really, loves which I'm so happy about I watched two episodes of justified a couple weeks ago um anyway it's so good so when I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2, you might remember one of the members of your gang is a guy named Charles. He's half black, half Native American, and specifically there's a quest with him where you just go off riding to hunt buffalo and you find that poachers have been killing buffalo in the region, and you chase him down and Charles wants you to kill him, and if you're a black hat, you'll kill him, and if you're a white hat, you'll convince Charles to let him go. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Vague. So it's pl- been a long time. I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm like, God damn, this guy's voice actor is good. I wanna, I wanna, I would like love to have him be a protagonist in a game. And then I boot up Jedi Survivor. He is a huge role in Jedi Survivor. He's like your best friend in Jedi Survivor. Uh, oh. The guy's name is Nashir Dalal. Uh, the entire cast in Jedi Survivor is really good. Cameron Monaghan is back as Cal Kestis, the ginger Jedi, but. <laughs> Uh, now he's almost, he's like in his, he's in his, uh, Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan phase. He's, he's approaching middle age. You can get him, you can get him in a full beard. My guy's got a full beard and a man bun. And, uh, and a sweet leather jacket. Uh, Deborah Wilson is back as Sir Junda. Yeah. She's a powerful fucking presence. She's awesome. Uh, uh, and then who else we got, man? Dagan Oh yeah, that guy's fucking crazy. Did you see uh, the uh, TV spot for this? No. With um Mark Hamill. No. Well, I, I I saw a tweet where Mark Hamill was standing there with the uh, with the uh, Cameron something with Cameron Monaghan, and they're talking about like the various orders and stuff and the the seventh sister, 
that she's a sister of the night or something like that. That that bit. No, no, no. it's the the TV spot is just Mark Hamill and the guy playing Cal just like doing mocap stuff. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that's the tweet. That's the tweet. No, it was really, really funny. Anyway, okay, so yeah. I, I, I wrote down a couple notes about Jedi Fallen Order. And listener, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I have no affection for Electronic Arts. I mm-hmm. they're, they're a giant corporation that, that takes beautiful little studios and squeezes them into nothing. But this year, they gave us the Dead Space remake, which was fucking spectacular. And here's what I had to write about Jedi Survivor. First of all, Jedi Survivor is absolutely fucking awesome. I wrote this about two-thirds of the way through the campaign. Once I got to a point in the story that made me shout at my TV, I knew it! (laughs) I took out my phone, I looked up the script for Princess Bride, put part of uh, uh, Peter Falk's speech to his grandson into my notepad and edited it slightly and wrote this. Fencing, fighting, torture, betrayal, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, lost planets. Jedi Survivor (laughs) is narratively fucking epic. It is funny and swashbuckling and touching uh, in a way that a lot of... That Star Wars, for a lot of the modern films, hasn't managed to pull off really well. Um, This feels like it really kind of gets the fantasy of Star Wars. The only thing I wish it had more of is kind of the Sergio Leone vibe that some of the earlier uh, that like, you know, A New Hope had. Does, does um, it not have that? It looks pretty western to me. A little bit. A little bit it does. But I, I could see it going like kind of deeper into the direction of style. The director of Jedi Survivor Fiver, do you know who it is? No. It's Stig Asmussen. Amy Hent- the guy who... Dr- oh. Stig? No, it's Stig... Stig Asmussen, the guy who directed God of War yeah. 3, who was okay. for a long time the lead artist at Sony Santa Monica. Uh, and this feels like he was able to kind of do the epic that he wanted to do without the Sony suits coming in at the end and saying, look, you got to cut one of these fights. I don't feel like anything got cut in this game. It was just epic and then epic and then epic again. All kinds of huge moments, all kinds of huge emotional moments. Um... On the first, uh, the, the first kind of hour of the game is you're on Coruscant, and uh, you are there in chains at the very beginning of the game, and you're brought to the senator. But it turns out you were brought to the senator in chains because you wanted to be, because you knew that he would be there with his yacht that contains this important information that you and Saul Guerrero need. Uh, it was all a trap uh, laid by Cal Kestis. And, uh, and then you, so you pull off the shit you try to pull off, you, you get the heist done, and then you, there's this wonderful chase through Coruscant to get to your ship, and then you blast off, and you end up whoa, on this whoa, planet. Whoa, so we get more Forrest Whitaker. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that at the beginning of the game, Cal is working mm. with Saul Guerrero to get some information from a senator. Anyway. Mm. Uh, then you end up on, I'm going to forget, I, I don't remember the name of the planet, but you end up on the hub world. And the the first planet you go to after Coruscant is absolutely fucking colossal. It will take you... It will probably take between 15 and 20 hours to clear this planet. And I probably put 30 or 40 hours into the whole game. I still have a lot to go back and find in that first... in that main area. Now, 
So in the main area, your ship kind of crashes on the outskirts, and you got to find your way into town. Once you get to town, you go to the local cantina, which is run by your old pal Grease, the little forearm short guy from the first game who was your pilot. Um, and there's some raiders who are kind of like harrying the town, but then Cal Kestis shows up. And there's this little frog guy that's about to be killed for selling them some bad information, and Cal Kestis steps up and duels the guy that he's got to duel and threatens the guy who's leading the raiders, and, the, and that guy like goes, we'll meet again, Cal Kestis, and you're like, this is fucking awesome. And then you go down into that cantina, and you meet your old friend, and you embrace, and the cantina is a piece of shit. Um, there's like two beaten down customers in there. There's a stage in a corner that's piled high with trash. There's a, there's a robot bartender who does seem to be a nice dude. Um, and then you don't really think about it. They set you up with a room in the basement, whatever. You go off into the world and start exploring this colossal world, which is kind of like a jungle world. And you end up meeting people out in the wilds. And uh, some of them need help. You help them out, and you're like, "Oh, by the way, if you need, if you want to get a drink or something, go to this place. Go to this cantina. You go back to the cantina later. They're standing at the bar, and they want to have a talk with you. They've got a quest for you. Uh, you, I ended up meeting uh, uh, meeting a robot DJ and his human producer. And then you mm-hmm. go back to the cantina. They've set up on the stage. I have favorite songs that I walk up to the robot and ask him to play every time I go back to the cantina. The cantina becomes more and more populated with all these people that you've helped throughout the game. It, it is, it is an old that. hat of game... Yeah, it's an old hat of gaming design, but it's so fucking effective. It, it ain't broke. Nope. Uh, no, it ain't broke. It, it, you really feel the development of the world through your actions in it, through the cantina. Uh, one of the people you meet is a Twi'lek. Twi'leks are, uh, they're like green or red-skinned Technical women, hair usually. ladies. Yeah, with like long, yeah. th- with, they each have like, and they're almost like Medusa always... Medusa appendages on their heads. Sort of, they're, and they're almost always yeah. like sexy dancers. <clears throat> yeah. The one Twi'lek you meet in Jedi Survivor is... Um, um, An accountant. Sort of, yeah, she, she's like a, a okay. she's a historian. She's a historian. Okay, cool. And she's doing research here. And uh, and so you talk to her about this thing, and she says, you know, there's this uh, temple or thing over here that you might want to check out because I couldn't get in there, but I've seen what you can do. You can probably do it, Cal. And then every time you go back to the cantina, she's got another one of these temples for you to go check out. And you go to the temple, and it's like a bunch of platforming puzzles that you have to solve. And at the end, there's you know a big Jedi power up to get that increases your maximum life or increases your maximum force or some shit like that. They added uh, the they added the Hollow Knight pips to uh, a perk system in Jedi Survivor. Uh, So you start uh, with, I think, three pips, and you end up unlocking a bunch of perks that require a certain amount of pips. And uh, one of the many things you can uh, find throughout the world... Yes. One of the many things you can find throughout the world are are additional pips or additional charm slots. Um, Hang on, what else I got? You meet a tiny little uh, slug dude with a giant bushy mustache on a hovering boat... And you convince him to go back to the cantina. And once you do that, you'll show up at bodies of water throughout any planet in the any planet in the system, and he might be there. And you talk to him. He jumps into the water, throws a fish into a boat, and now that fish is in the aquarium back at the cantina. Um, I already talked about the DJ. Oh yeah. And I sent you guys an email about how first of all, none of the boss fights. The story boss fights in Jedi Survivor I found particularly difficult. Uh, there was 
I want to say second last, but it might not have been second last. There's one that you, there's a boss that you fight in some Jedi archives that did take me some time, some tries. It was quite rough. Um, but beyond that, I beat almost every boss one or two tries. This brings me back to a complaint about Jedi, um, Jedi Outcast or whatever it was, the last one. Yeah. All in order. Jedi Fallen Order. That combat fucking sucked in Fallen Order. Yes, it sure it did. Fucking sucked. This combat I got to doesn't that frog, suck. Died many times and never played again. Uh, Ogdo Bogdo. Yes. That, Fuck that, that guy? guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I fought him in I fought him in uh, in Jedi Survivor and beat him because in Jedi Survivor the combat feels way better. The um, the parry window feels way better. The animations of the enemies, um, you're actually able to intuit that this is when you should blog, this is when you shouldn't. It doesn't take long to learn any of these enemies and to get really, really good at beating them. Um, I sent you guys an email halfway through the week that I had found an optional mini-boss. I had found a Rancor. And I oh. fought him for an hour. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And after 40 minutes, I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? There's this ground pound thing he does that no matter how I dodge, I can't evade it. And I looked it up on YouTube how people were fighting him. I'm like, you jump over it. You just jump yeah. over the ground pound. I hadn't thought of it. And then I wiped the floor with the Rancor and forgot about it and fought a bunch of other guys. Eventually killed the Ogdo Bogdo. He's called Spawn of Ogdo in this one. Um... <laughs> and then I went back to Coruscant last night because I've cleared the game, and now I'm just now I'm just running around 100%ing stuff. And so I went back to Coruscant, and I went back to and spoilers, spoilers, folks. I went back to the spoilers. very first place you gain control of Cal and Coruscant, and opened up a thing that you can't open until you get like the last upgrade in the game. And walked in, and there was what's called a Jedi tear, and these are the hardest platforming sequences in the game, or some crazy fight you got to do. And I went into the Jedi tear, and there are two Rancors, mm. and it took me two tries. So the combat because in Jedi this time, <laughs> I, because I knew to jump this time, and because as you're fighting them, they don't both go for you at once. Like one will make a move on you, you do what you have to do to take care of that move, and then you hit that one twice. The other one will make a move, you do what you have to do and hit that one twice. And then once I got once I put a little bit of damage into both of them, I built up my super meter, and at the end of the game, Cal's super meter is just a fuck you button. Uh, it freezes time for everything, and all your attacks do, like, quadruple damage. It's really effective. <laughs> so I just beat the shit out of a couple Rancor. So you're running around. It's a wonderful Metroidvania. The lock tease is persistent for, like, the first 25 hours. You, you keep on finding shit that you can't open yet. You're like, I know there's something for this, and it takes so long to get all of it. That returning to places you've already been is so rewarding to go into this place and unlock. And now there's this whole other cavern. There's this whole other network of shit to check out. Jedi Survivor is fucking awesome. 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Another love this redhead. surprise from EA. I love Je this Denver. redhead Jedi. I, I can't wait to hang out with him. I, I enjoy your company immensely. I can't wait for this podcast to end. There <laughs> go. No, he wants to play Jedi Survivor. I want to play Jedi Survivor, yeah. It's, 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 it's fucking cool. Oh, and I there. will also say, uh, the cross guard stance is the way to go. Kylo Ren's, Kylo Ren's saber is the way to go. Okay. Right. Uh, you got, you got like six different saber stand, stances. There's the standard one, one-handed slash two-handed stance. Uh, you very quickly unlock, um, Darth Maul's dual bladed 
like kind of like lightsaber staff thing. Uh, then you very quickly get uh, one in each hand. And then I think the next one is a saber in one hand and a blaster in the other. And that makes all your finishing moves look cool as shit. Because it's like you, you stab a guy through the chest with the, with the blade and then pew, shoot him in the head with the blaster. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, event, and then eventually you get like the Kylo Ren greatsword lightsaber. And that is huge damage. And once I had that, I was like, I don't need any of this other stuff. <laughs> I literally don't Does use any of Does anybody yell your Jimbo? No. Not no. once. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's fucking excellent. Wow. Okay, so, that's that's uh, two games in a row you've really enjoyed. From EA. You're yeah. Well, yeah. I know. It's fucking weird. These new games. I'm playing new games that aren't Overwatch and having a good time. It's the a strange company now just made a great game. It's like two um, in a row. Yeah. Uh, so, would you play after uh, Dead Island 2? So, I, I have a tale of, of two very different Metroidvanias. Um, the first okay. one was another Game Pass game called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. And it was on a trailer a while ago, and it's got a very interesting, not quite cel-shaded, but kind of, I don't know, it's almost cel-shaded style. It's very Oh, Lovecraftian. I thought that looked good. Yeah, it, it, yeah, visually it looks pretty interesting. Uh, the problem is is that it's it's it doesn't do a very good job at all of telling you where to go in the maps, and most damning of all, it just doesn't feel good to play. There's a weird delay oh, to the movement. Shit. The combat's got a weird delay to it. The parry windows are weird. It just, it doesn't feel good. So I gave it like a half an hour and it just, it, it felt like I was like underwater. It felt, it was just, something was just bad. It just didn't feel good. So mm. I was in the mood for Metroidvania and I had another one laying around called After Image. After Image is a Chinese developed um, Metrovania, a company I have not heard of before. It looks mostly hand-drawn. And the very huh. first thing I noticed in After Image was that the control was responsive. <laughs> you press left, you go left. It lets you, get this, use the D-pad for a 2D game, which I love. Hmm. I hate games that force you to use the analog stick when you're playing a 2D Metroidvania. It's just not that. as accurate. So it let me choose that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is already a good sign. It's like letting me invert the look when I'm playing a first-person shooter. It feels good. Each weapon is very different. You start off with just a sword, but then you get a sigh, and that's very different. You can have two at the same time. You get a whip, so you can totally Castlevania this thing if you want to. You've got, like, bastard swords and daggers. You can choose two of each one, and they they look they feel very different when you're using them. They're good for different things. The skill tree spirals out so you have specializations in each weapon but you get enough points that you can kind of fill the whole thing up but it's so it feels like you're progressing you get new moves it's, it's more than just more hit points you get different moves to different weapon sets so that's fun the story is kind of like well it's there and the voice acting is kind of cutesy because this is you know a Chinese developed game but it's, it was definitely enjoyable and I'm, as I'm playing through I'm going you know what I've got two kind of weird complaints about this game one Fast travel is tied to a consumable. And I hate that. Because you can't even buy it. If you want to fast travel, you have to use this potion. I'm like, well, I don't Did you beat it? I'm going to save it for I need it. Uh, not yet. No, I'm only like, I'm probably like okay. four or five hours in, if that. And the other one yeah, well, was... Some, sometimes when a game thing. does that, that consumer, that consumable ends up being infinite at some point. Most games... Yeah. 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 Oh, but go on. I mean, it's, okay, it's probably go on. forcing you to take your time in the beginning. Yeah. 
What's the second thing? Um, the second thing I noted I didn't like was the way it handles the map. So it doesn't update the critical. map until you save. So you're, mm, as you're no. moving around an area, you don't get to see where you've been until you go to a save point. And then when you save it, it that's, goes through and updates the whole map for you. That's, that's kind of how Paul and I worked. Yeah, I'm, I'm I know. And game, I wasn't... Go ahead. I'm looking at gameplay of it, and immediately my problem with this is the main character does look like hand-drawn. Every enemy she fights is that weird marionette art style where yeah. everything has been done in initial 2D and then they animated that weirdly and it just doesn't... Yeah, you've never liked that. <laughs> I, no, I fucking hate it because it looks stupid. So those are my complaints about it. I was playing it yesterday, no, Wednesday during the day and I stopped and I went and had some lunch and I came back and I'm like, well, there's a gig download. There's a gig patch. And I download the patch. And it fixed those two exact problems. It now has oh. fast travel between two main between main save points for free, and it now maps as you go. So it's like the universe wow. saw that I had this issue with the game, and it fixed it for me right there. It's... See, my, here's my problem with that. Now you're going to think you're right about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I was right about the problem with Beta 3. They patched that. It just took them months. So yeah, hey, my copy of Starfield's not running my PS5. No, but no, yeah. a patch. Uh, never mind. We're good. Yeah, there's a patch. There's a patch. So I, I'm actually I'm really enjoying it. it. It's it just it's, it feels good to explore and move around. And the platforming's decent. I like the different weapons. The enemies are fine. The little annoying baby thing that follows you around is stupid, and I wish it would die. But it, you know, I'll take what I can get for that. So it's just just this the simple fact that it feels good to move around it feels good to swing a sword made all the difference but Mm -hmm. benedict fox was a more stylishly interesting game right it looks more interesting visually but it just wasn't fun to move around i couldn't stomach it i 100 get that after image gets my time for now i will for the good of the podcast play at least a little bit of redfall before next week i may have to drink i may have to drink to get that job done. If you got because it. Because I've seen videos and wow, it looks terrible. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it always looked boring. Every, all, every in, room looked in, empty. In every preview they did, I was like, it doesn't look great, but it is arcane. That was the one thing that saved it for me, is that it's arcane. Mm-hmm. I, I tend, I trusted arcane, or at least I did until Deathloop. And even then, it just well, felt like Deathloop, like they got it half done and they were like, okay, we just got to get it finished so we can start working for Microsoft or something. But yeah, just some of the weird visual I, I wouldn't, things I've seen. I wouldn't seen have on... minded Deathloop having an extra eight months. Mm. I don't know that that would have fixed it. I don't think they would have put faces on all those enemies in six months. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've so, seen uh, things in 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 Redfall where like chimneys aren't attached to roofs. There's just like parts oh, of architecture dear. floating. I. Corpses are reused. Like the specific layout of a corpse is reused, like in the same room. They can't even bother to like change that up. It's just, it's just. See, that is massive... not the quality of development that the that the creators of um, uh, Dishonored are known for. No, to me, like man, that is. And well, okay. So does that mean it's time for headlines? I think we should get to. I, I think so. Headlines. Yeah. Headlines. Okay, before we get to that shit, in entertainment news, uh, happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Carrie Fisher got a star in the Walk of Fame today, posthumously. Oh, really? 
Mark Hamill cool. was there to give a speech. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I hadn't really clocked it because the card for the movie on Netflix was so generic. But there's a new movie called Child 44 on Netflix. It's from 2015, and it's starring Numi Rapace, Tom Hardy, and Gary Oldman. And now mm. it's on my watch list. And I put it on my watch list, and then I went and I put it through Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got like a 27. But that cast, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'll watch the first couple bad. minutes and, and check it out. Um, my brother was bugging me to watch Malignant all week. Has anyone seen Malignant? Malignant. I've heard really good things. Malignant is a fairly recent movie from James Wan. James Wan is a very prolific horror director. He was one of the co-creators of Saw. He was Mm -hmm. uh, kind of the driving force behind the um, the Conjuring series. Um, And Malignant is interesting. It's kind of interesting, like, uh, the nature of its villain is very interesting. Um, the writing is fucking atrocious. <laughs> the story is stupid as shit. But when the monster pops off... Yeah. And sort of, like, action occurs in Malignant, it is awesome to watch. It is, mm-hmm. It is like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, as someone who likes action I haven't action sat movies, through it, but I've seen some of the best parts. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy, uh, but overall, it's, no, it's like a five out of ten. Anyway, uh, Yellow Jackets co-creator Bart uh, Nickerson said the third season of the series will be delayed due to the Hollywood writer strike for as long as the strike lasts. I fully support that oh, strike. Well. By the way. Uh, thanks to the high quality of Twitter's trust and safety teams, folks were able to leak the Super Mario Brothers movie in its entirety over the Bird app this week. The movie's theatrical release has managed to pull in over a billion dollars. I did watch the first 15 minutes. Billion dollars? No, there's no way I want to watch that movie on Twitter. I want to watch that movie on my TV. And I do want to watch that movie. Eventually. Not anytime soon. Hot in Overwatch news... What score? The score, the the Mario movie, it is so oh, good. Oh, the the music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in Overwatch news, nothing. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a buggy mess on PC. Apparently, on all platforms, there are a few bugs. One could put you in a spot you could never escape from, and your only option is to restart the game. Another involves Ooh. an enemy named Mogu, who, if it kills you, your dropped XP will only appear three meters below the floor, and you can never reach it. I personally did not experience any of these bugs. <laughs> The worst, God, that would the piss worst, me off. <laughs> the worst quote bug I found is I was riding around a desert planet, and I got off the animal that you you can you can tame and ride a bunch of animals in this game. It's really cool. <laughs> and okay. uh, and the giant thing that I was riding, I I hopped off it, and then I hopped like into the side of a mountain, <laughs> and had to spam the and had to spam the jump button to like unwedge myself from the mountain. That's that's closest I got to a bad bug on the PS5 version. Uh, that sounds like a pretty standard open worldish bug. Yeah, stuck yeah. in geometry. Yeah, it no, did not still. bug me. Bethesda oh, taught me not to jump what? on rocks. I yeah. should say, <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Survivor had me go into Google for puzzle solutions quite a bit. There was a lot oh. of times where I just couldn't even see in the environment what it expected me to interact with, and I needed to like see a video and go, "Oh God, there's something up there! Fuck!" But after enough time, I was kind of trained in what this particular game expects you to do and what you expect, how closely it expects you to look at things. And I eventually kind of got over that hump, but Alex, you know, keep a tab open. Hey, 
I, I'm not afraid of a good puzzle. I'm not afraid of a good Google. I have no shame. Neither am I. <laughs> like, I, I got <clears throat> shit to do. Yeah. Physical copies of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom have somehow leaked two weeks early, and the internet is now encrusted with spoilers for the new game. Kotaku had a whole article of it to further ingratiate themselves to Nintendo. Um, yeah, I don't want to click on that shit. I want to go into that thing fresh. And I, I booked time off work for it, too. Uh, wow. There was a there was a federal wow. there was a federal service writer uh, federal service strike in Canada for the past two weeks or so. It just ended this past Monday. Hey, oh, great, excellent! And because we just went into the new fiscal at the beginning of April, uh, our the the system that we use to enter our pay time has been like you can't enter anything. So nothing could be entered for all of April. I couldn't enter the leave that I had asked talked to my manager about. Uh, and then I get back from this two weeks off from a strike. The first thing I do is put in that leave for next week. And she approved it. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Well, hmm. this will be yeah. paid leave, though. Which oh, is- yeah, 100%. Yes. Uh, Soviet game Atomic Heart will get its first piece of DLC this summer, though there aren't any details. It will be paid, though. Meh. It will be free. Meh. Meh. Marvel's Midnight Suns for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One will finally arrive next Thursday, May 11th, but the Switch port has been cancelled. But Storm's in it now. She looks neat. I I totally want to play just like play with Blade and and really the Deadpool shit. I'd love to play, but I don't want to pay an extra 15 bucks to play with Deadpool. Neither do I. I I would totally join Blade. Once I get discounted, I'm totally down, though. Uh, the funniest thing I saw on Twitter all week was retweeted by Alex. It was a screenshot of Cal Kestis from Jedi Survivor with a dirtbag mustache, a mullet, and the caption, what would, I, what would you do with a million credits? I'd tell you what I'd do, man. Two Twi'leks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them uh, is Bib Fortuna. Ha ha. <laughs> which, one's, which one's Bib Fortuna? Is that the guy Bib with Fortuna like... Bib Fortuna was the Jabba's like, guy. Yeah. yeah. He was a Twi'lek. Yeah, the guy with the shirt. Yeah. Like, but but are all male Twi'leks like they all have sharp teeth, and all the lady Twi'leks are just like hot human ladies? Is that the um, deal of the Twi'leks? I don't know. Ask, ask Lucas; he's a perv. He'll get you a good answer. I appreciate I what Lucas Jedi Survivor. Perv, jokes. <laughs> I appreciate what Jedi Survivor did with this Twi'lek character, and it makes me want to see just um, I don't even want to say, just a a thick bodied, normal looking female Twi'lek. One who doesn't look like she could be an Olympian, you know? Isn't there a Jedi... With glasses I... on. Oh, there's all kinds Is of it... Twilight Jedi, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. I, I remember Twilight Jedi from, you know, like, the, the prequel trilogy. Okay, Where they just okay. gave everyone lightsabers, anyway. <clears throat> Red, Red, Red Falls review embargo lifted this week, and reviews are pretty negative. Mostly oh, complaining at the game just isn't very fun. Microsoft CEO Phil Spector said this week, quote, There's nothing more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. Just to kind of watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm upset with myself. He then went on to place the blame solely on Arkane Austin, basically saying that giving studios creative freedom is what Xbox is all about, and Arkane's muse inspired them to make a meh shooter. The fact that Pentiment exists does give some credit to him saying that let people do what they want? Some. Some. That that game cost them nothing. That game cost like a hundred grand. Yeah. 
True. And they say that Sea of Thieves was was the passion project for the pe- people at Rare. And man, they kept on supporting Sea of Thieves until it became it really did. decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going pretty strong. That's a. It is. A um, what was it No Man's Sky type kind of deal? They just yeah. kept trucking. Yeah. And often when a developer goes off and pursues its muse, you end up with the first Dead Space game. You end up with um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Uncharted, The Last of Us, like uh, Infamous. When a develop when an established developer who is too. very good, yeah, I know. I mean, so often that bears really vital and spectacular fruit. And maybe it is true, but everything I'm hearing about uh, Redfall, it, it reeks of a game that came out too quick, that didn't have its systems really refined, and crucially, the fun factor isn't there. It's not fun to play. You can kill a boss with two shots, with the stake gun, apparently. Any boss... Um. So I don't know, and not only that, but the fact that it's a multiplayer shooter, that alone says uh, an executive forced them to do that <laughs> to me. That doesn't sound like a passion project to me. Maybe it was. Maybe it's true, but I don't like to believe an executive as a rule of thumb. <laughs> they speak in Phil Spector's words should be taken with a grain of salt because he's 100%. Phil Spector. This makes me even more worried about Starfield. I'm I I I, I don't know. Man. It doesn't make me any more quote worried than I already was. I don't think Starfield looks very good. It hasn't anything they've shown about Starfield didn't look good. It was supposed to come out last fall, and then they showed it to yep. people, and people were like, "Really?" I'm like, "Uh, no, no, we're not. We're not serious." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that's work in progress. It's fine. It's fine. Ugh. And then uh, Dude, I real worried you just made Fallout Four again, guys. I didn't put it in headlines, but you loved Fallout Four. Uh, I know. I I'm it sick in, of it. I didn't put it in the headlines, but there was also that article. Uh, Spectre today was talking about how basically they lost the video game marketplace during the PS4 Xbox One era because Sony outsold them during that era. Everyone has their digital purchases through the Sony storefront, and they're not going to walk away to Xbox because of that, and he doesn't see any strategy to ever regain that, to ever uh, to ever come out on top in that place. Um, and I completely disagree with his fucking reasoning, because all of my PlayStation 4 digital purchases... Well, actually, no, my, my PS4 digital purchases do work on my PS5, but none of my PS3 purchases do, and Xbox has been ahead of the curve on that since the 360 generation. 360? True. Yeah, 360. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They've been ahead of the curve on that. You can go back and play Shank 2 if you want to. I can't. Yeah. It works. Um. Yeah. Is that finally proof that backwards compatibility does not really make a difference in the market? Um, did Sony finally win that argument? Or did, did Nintendo win that argument years ago? No, I think by, Nintendo is establishing how much that legacy shit matters by charging people for it and showing that people really uh, need to pay for it and turning it into another one of their little Nintendo cash cows. Yeah, a like, little God, bit at a time. Nin- <laughs> Nintendo is so Disney. Like, they've got this adorable mascot, but they're just evil money growing but I still want to please all that <laughs> <clears throat> but that company will take care of its own when the chips are down 
Yeah. It's hard to forget that. Um, the last but what Phil like, is what, what Phil, I I agree Phil's with Phil's idea that that once you become invested in a specific digital storefront, it becomes very difficult to abandon that. I'll, I'll like tell I you have, really, if you, if you really need, hmm? mm. I'll tell you what's neat. Um, booting up a ten year old's ten and a half year old save a don't starve just to poke around for a bit and being able to do that on my Steam Deck. Yes, uh, Steam is one hundred percent the ultimate example of that. I have yeah. one game on the Epic Game Store. It's Darkest Dungeon Two, and I mm-hmm. deleted the Epic Game Store off my computer weeks ago because I'm just going to buy it when it comes on Steam probably, and then oh, yeah. I'm going to buy it again when it shows up on PlayStation. But that that kind of momentum is is hard to get past. Like I have, without exaggeration, between Xbox Live Gold and free things and things I've bought, I probably have a thousand Xbox games. Yes. And that I am, but I've been invested on this side of things since the 360. So uh, I see where it's coming from. But Phil, there's a simple answer to this: release games that people want to play. I don't follow. Well, part part of the same Plain interview, yourself. he says that he doesn't think Starfall is going to get anyone to choose to buy uh, an Xbox Series X over a PS5. Yeah, he's right because Starfield doesn't look amazing. Yeah, but that's why they bought Bethesda was to have the next Elden, the next uh, Elder Scrolls, the next you know the next Bethesda. Yeah, game. you know what doesn't really give um, me confidence in Starfield? President of that company saying shit like that. Yeah, that too. That too. Like, it really, like, he really sounds... But at the same time, keep in mind that they are still in the ongoing legal battle over Activision. Um, It's possible that he's saying this as a strategy. Say, we're so weak. We can't compete. Even if you gave us all the exclusivity of Call of Duty till the end of time, we still wouldn't be able to beat the big, bad Japanese Sony. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, the Darkest Dungeon 2 full release is coming up on May 8th, and the game will finally be available on Steam. The final release will include Confessions 4 and 5, The Flagellant Hero, New Hero Palettes and Weapon Kits, Achievements, Faction Rebalancing, Tutorial Improvements, and, quote, many other tweaks and improvements. After release, Red Hook intends to add The Collector, something called the Gaunt Churgen, Mod Support, Playable Origin Skins, and more. The Gaunt Churgen is... Uh, an enemy character that they created in association with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hmm. Are you joking? There was, no, I'm not joking. There was a kid who, what he wanted for his wish was to uh, meet uh, the developers of Darkest Dungeon. Oh, shit. And so they were approached by the Make-A-Wish people and were like, we never imagined that a Make-A-Wish kid would want to talk to us. 100% we want to talk to this kid. And the kid, and they ended up talking to him, and the kid wanted to, like, add, make, uh, inspire a character for the game. And live forever through the game. And so they came up with this, uh, this character who is all about, like, debuffing. Like, he gives big buffs to his allies and stuff. And he uses a certain weapon on your characters, which is dangerous. But if he hits you with it, and you have, uh, an, like, an illness, like, if you have, like, you know, rabies or something like that, it'll cure the rabies. So it'll cure diseases, oh. and it is hard. It's a lot harder to cure diseases in Darkest Dungeon 2 than Darkest Dungeon 1. So that is kind of a big deal, and I'm kind of hyped for it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's just another cool story about Red Hook. The Love monster is chemo. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It hurts, but uh, it kills the cancer. 
Don't Starve Together hit its highest ever concurrent user peak last week. 105,000 users played together seven years after the co-op mode for Don't Starve launched. Wow. Good for client. Apparently, data from Sony and Activision is indicating that higher video game prices are leading to fewer game sales. According to an article on a site called tweaktown.com, which I'd never heard of, but a bunch of like industry folks were commenting on the article saying, well, duh. So that kind of made me think maybe it's actually legit. This is my uh, surprised reaction. We're yeah. all so shocked. Mm. Not that it stopped me from buying anything lately, but still. No, because we have uh, serious problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're sick. I know. Smokers uh, always the, find the, the money. The PS5 is apparently continuing to perform very well, moving over 6 million units in the last quarter. Sony says it is expecting to sell an unprecedented 25 million PlayStation 5s in 2023. God this generation is just getting started. Uh, yeah, Sony's winning. Sony's winning quite a bit. And given the quality of Sony first-party games, I have no problem with it. Nope. Oh, as man. long as they don't me, get, uh, like, PS3 arrogant again. Give me Ghost of Tsushima all day long. Hmm. I was thinking about that the other day. What? When the fuck are we going to find out what Sucker Punch is working on? It's been too long. Know. Uh, Microsoft assured its staff this week that its gaming division will continue if the Activision purchase does not go through, and Activision has advised staff that it will continue as an independent company, and Bobby Kotick will remain for all time. Oh, God damn it! I know. Just sell it to him. I, ugh. It's gonna happen, but the thing is, nothing's going to change. Not if the EU blocks it. The EU just said no, basically. Uh, it's just going to take more lawyers. Throw more lawyers Because of your fire. cloud computing. Yeah. Which I hate to, like, see this point is a much better argument than the Call of Duty thing. Because yeah, I, that is I the see, actual I think, future. I think I saw a Digital Foundry article saying that, uh, um, that streaming gaming is now, now actually fucking works. I I need to see it my, for myself because what I That's have seen thing. is a disaster. Visual Foundry. Most games on Game Pass now you can just stream. You don't need to download them. I haven't done that yet because I have fat bandwidth and no data cap. So it's but the option's there. To just you need start fiber go. to make it work. I have fiber, so <laughs> oh, good for you. But not everybody does. Fiber has not achieved, you know, a great deal of penetration to the more rural areas. I, okay, I, I literally, I, okay, I, I help maybe 90 people shift. When I see that someone has fiber, it scares me. It's a, it's a giant green, like, little, like, uh, Ethernet clip. I'm like, huh, because it's been like five <laughs> months since I've seen one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, so the... The headline on Eurogamer slash Digital Foundry is, We were arch-skeptics for years, but cloud gaming can work. NVIDIA's GeForce Now and infrastructure upgrades deliver a startling proof of concept. Um, so I'm not going to read the it's article. Like, it's I like just... VR. They want it to happen so bad, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, but unlike VR, it does have real advantages. But yeah. is if it worked, there's actually benefit to it. Right. Yeah. But like 
Nobody wants to spend the money on a computer strong enough to make good-looking games run in VR, and no one wants to have the bandwidth to run, you know, streamable games. I would love, I would love to have that bandwidth. I just don't think it's available in my town. Exactly. Like, you can't even yeah, order in- it. Like, there needs to be, like, infrastructure in place. Yeah, infrastructure in place and no data caps, because trying to stream that stuff eats so much data. Yeah, so you're not getting Comcast streaming gaming. Yeah, and really, like, this is what, uh, what the fuck was Google's Stadia? This is just Stadia. Stadia. Again. Yeah. It's Stadia well, again, but Microsoft doesn't desert things as quickly. Google is putting down fiber, though. That's true. Yeah, but they, they abandoned Stadia. They sure Google did. abandoned they abandoned, they abandoned a lot of places they were said they were going to put down fiber. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think that... The much much like how nobody buys DVDs or Blu-rays anymore, that the physical media of, of of downloading the game, I do think that is going to end in the next five to ten years. I think streaming really is where it's going to be, because Maybe think of how much years, control it gives the publisher. I know, and that's that. what that's what fucks. Oh, with it's me. not a good thing. I'm saying it's in the publisher's benefit. Stay. Great yeah. segue to the WGA strike. It's kind of about that too. Like this, the second like Westworld got deleted, I was like, "Oh, yeah. there's going to be a strike." Um, Adam Conover, I think, was on CNN, and oh, uh, I heard this. You saw that, yeah, yeah. And he's in yeah. the host is you know trying to blah blah blah, and Adam Conover brings up how much the CEO of her network gets paid a year, and says, "Yeah," and it was like two hundred and fifty million dollars or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you took what the top five executives of the movie studios make and gave half of that, that's all the writers are asking for. They're just asking for uh, a career that will allow them to live and perhaps have a home. That's all they're asking for. They want to work. And when the writers literally create the content that makes these studios billions, it starts with the writers 100%. Uh, writers make or break like FX was not a network until a writer came up with the shield no one knew about FX until the shield and justified I think I think justify was FX um, it was yeah so the writers are a hundred percent worth it it's like yeah it was, and I'm, I'm glad to it see I'm glad to see all these strikes like, going on it's a really old Hollywood quote. I can't remember what producer's like. The writers are the most important people here. Don't you dare tell the sons of bitches. <laughs> yep. I like that. That's, I like that a lot. So the last writer's strike lasted for how long? Months, wasn't long it? Long-ass time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 2006, I think. It was I almost a whole year, I think. Oh yeah. God! There was there was a bit about um, I forget what series the person had written for, but they received a Writers Guild of America award for best writing. And when they received it, they were living in their car. They had already completed the work, but the money was already gone because it just wasn't enough to live on for a year. They worked in a little writers' room, and then they got kicked to the curb. And uh, they were desperately searching for like a fast food job just to pay the bills. Um. Because they're not treated in any sustainable way. They're not, yeah, it's it's totally inhuman. 
And God, there's so much inhumanity going on right now. Which I think about like, much and like, sorry to take this t- to a dark, dark uh, place, but that guy on the subway in New York, holy. That's fuck. a that was a that's a whole fucked up thing. He should face charges. Um, well, not just that, but it was pointed out that the um, I don't know what the we're history. Talking about. Okay, there was this um, black guy on a subway yeah. car in the States basically complaining that he's homeless, he's having a breakdown, he has no food, he has no money, he's really, really upset, and this white guy comes up behind him, puts him in a chokehold, chokes him for the next 15 minutes or something until he goes limp, minutes. gets up and walks away. What? The well, media nobody got is involved? reporting... The nope. media is report. That's that's the thing that sticks with me is that no one walked up to the guy and goes, "Okay, I think he's fucking had enough." Maybe they did, and like I didn't, I didn't want to watch it. I don't want to watch a fucking snuff film. But yeah, the media okay. has put out that a man died. Didn't say a man was murdered. There's video. A man was murdered, basically because some white dude didn't want to hear people being an idiot on public transit. I'm sorry if you've ever been on public transit. That's the deal. That's, if you're that's in a public space. You got to deal with other people acting foolish, but what you don't do is kill someone when they annoy you. And the fact that the cops talk to the guy and then let him walk, nothing has been released. We don't even have the guy's name, the choker. Um, so he's had plenty of time to scrub any racist, heinous shit off his social media. Um, and the guy is dead. The guy is dead. And they put out, and they put out the guy's entire medical history and all the interactions with the police that this homeless guy had had. Totally trying to paint this guy as a villain when he was going through a breakdown, begging for help, and was murdered for it. Puppies and kittens. Puppies and kittens. Puppies and kittens. <laughs> Um, well, perhaps this writer's strike will give game developers a little more courage to do something because there's maybe. a lot of similarities there of getting fired when your work is done. I mean, yeah. like the similarities between that and the, and the effects side of Hollywood, very similar. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Kill um, yourselves and then the company's dead. Bye-bye. <laughs> but uh, there, have been, there has been like a spate of unionizations across the games industry lately. A couple, one or two. Yeah, there's been one or two, and uh, God, there was another one in the past two weeks that announced, and the company was basically like, "Yeah, we support this. We or we have no problem with our employees unionizing, and we I, we don't have any experience with it, but we're looking forward to working with them." I have a. I don't remember what company it was, but it was it. it was a weirdly positive reaction to your employees unionizing. I was like, hmm. Wouldn't I mean, from the company's standpoint, wouldn't that almost make negotiations easier? Because now you're negotiating with a, like one or two reps. Versus, you know, a thousand employees. Oh, but they'll get no because you're you're I, you're negotiating with one or two reps with the power of a thousand employees. Previously, so you to, were I suppose you were leaning down to one little guy who desperately needed his job and telling him how it was going to be. Now yeah, okay. you're dealing with someone. They're ants. They're ants. Exactly. It's easier. To, it's easier yeah. to squish one person. Right. When the entire public servant of service of Canada walks off the job, you got to deal with that shit in a week and a half. It seems. Yeah, Trudeau wanted that stuff done. Thank goodness. Congratulations. Well, we didn't get that good of a deal, but it's better than it's better than what they wanted to give us. Hundred percent. You got progress. It's better than what they That's more than a lot of strikes do, especially in America. Yeah, we got progress. So yeah, That's because there's no Pickerton's chapter in Canada. Oh, <laughs> there man. There probably are. Ah, there boy. probably are. 
How is that legal? That's fun. <laughs> oh man! All right. It's not illegal yeah, if you can sure, afford the I'm, fine, but I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure you suddenly feel very, very powerless when a bunch of very aggressive men in suits show up at your house telling you how things are. Well, I might be able to get away with shooting them point blank. Who knows? We'll see. Well, in your state, yeah. In North Carolina, I, I don't know if we have a standard ground law. I don't think we do, actually. <clears throat> hang on, hang on. I can Google that. Be surprised either way, though. North Carolina, stand your I, ground law? Question mark. Those feel like things that should be federal. Like, <laughs> you know, I can shoot you on my lawn in Texas, but not in Michigan. And it doesn't really make any sense. Or would that be federal overreach? Whoa. Not deadly force. Well, so you don't have a right to shoot someone dead in your porch. They reasonably believe that force is necessary to prevent great bodily harm or imminent death to themselves or another person. They are in their home vehicle or workplace and themselves or another person is under threat of imminent danger. This is referred to as the castle doctrine. Yeah, but not hmm. deadly force. Oh, no, 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 this is deadly force. Use of deadly force. Uh, they can use deadly force and do not have to, a duty to retreat wherever they are lawfully in either of these situations. One, they reasonably believe that blah, 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 everything I just read. Uh, there are exceptions when an individual is not permitted to stand their ground. Deadly force cannot be used against police officers, oh, bail bondsmen, or landlords. <laughs> okay, so we're, 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 we got, we're talking homesteading rules. Yeah, um, I love well, how landlords no, got no, themselves no. in there. <laughs> one, one of the rule, one of the rules is in the in your home. The second rule is just they reasonably be, reasonably believe that the force is necessary to prevent great bodily harm or imminent death to themselves or another person. So, if you see someone else getting attacked on the street and their attacker has a knife and looks like they're about to use it, you can blow that person's head off. According to North Carolina, all you need to do is yell, "They're coming straight for us." <laughs> and <laughs> not wrong. It's coming straight for us. Okay. <laughs> it's been too long since we got the carbon out of you. Uh, it's a good carbon. Yeah, he wasn't even in that skit, I don't think. No, it was it was no, Jimbo. He was not. It was Jimbo, yeah. Yeah. It's coming straight for us. Yeah. He's coming okay. straight for us. Yeah, they retired yeah. that, didn't they? I don't remember. Uh, well, I haven't well, I haven't watched uh, so far. Jimbo's years. dead years. Really? Jimbo what? got COVID. Aw. That yeah. does not surprise me. Anybody seen Guardians this weekend? I'm going to try to. I keep on hearing amazing it. fucking things. I love What's-His-Face from um, playing the villain. From Who's What's-His-Face? Uh, uh, Peacemaker, the guy who was the, the cop who was the alien in Peacemaker. Oh, that He's guy? He's the villain in this. Yeah. That's Adam Warlock? No, no, no. no, no Adam no, Warlock's no, no. not the villain. The, the oh. guy who plays Adam the... Adam looks um, like a piecemeal guy. The high yeah. evolutionary. Yes. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he was the I cop that had the bug inside him? Yeah. Guardians 3. Yeah. Love that guy. I can't remember his name. Adam Warlock is in it, but Adam uh, Warlock is in it is probably to set Chuck, up for future movies. Chukwudi Iwuji. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Warlock's Please. not very important. Or so I've read. That's Will Poulter. Which is fine. Golden Jesus is kind of a boring character anyway. That's who I thought was in um, yeah, Jedi but... Fallen Order the first time. It wasn't him. <clears throat> all right. Well, all right. That's all I got. Well, Chance, you had two good games in a row. What are you going to do? Know. 
I'm going to wait a week and then start playing Zelda. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that. Oh, Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. I still gotta play the first one. Yeah. Could do that. It's, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> it is really good. It is really good. I want to see it's, if I it, fall on the cha- Chamberlain side of things. I might. It, it was fine. It, just, it was an okay it game. So, it, was it just takes a while to get its hooks in you. And then once its hooks are in, it's like, oh, wow, I do really enjoy this. I mean, this. the idea of playing a Zelda game more than once is insane to me. We'll see. I've never done it. Oh, man. I probably played Link to the Past no less than 20 times. There's no way it was less than 20 times. But you could play Link to the Past 20 times. It took like 10 hours all yeah, told. Yeah. It was a shorter game. Yeah, especially when it's knew what you were doing. God, is that is that a no? It's two weeks. It's two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not this Friday. It's next Friday. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'm sure it'll be okay. It's plenty of time <laughs> to play Redfall. Well, the the thing about I, I it, will put an hour into it. I'm enjoying my Metroidvania. It's it's good. I'm gonna finish this. The thing about Zelda is, even if it's not good. You won't be able to tell by going to Metacritic, because all the review sites are going to give it 9s and 10s anyway. True. Oh, I know. I if know. we see a 7 from GameSpot, I will be shocked. You won't. The Nintendo bump. Yeah, like it's been true for decades. <laughs> Nintendo might get the website removed. <laughs> the lawyers yeah. might find a way. They're so fucking Disney. You have said negative things about Nintendo. Like, what's his name? Um, the guy used to be the pre- president of America at Nintendo. Um, uh, Reggie. Reggie is, like, narking on people, leaking um, Tears of the Kingdom on Twitter. Really? Yeah. What's he doing? Like, I, I saw something He's, like, he's like screen-capping them. I was like, gotcha, asshole. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, really. Why the fuck does he care? He doesn't even work for them anymore. I think he really likes the company. I don't know why. Yeah, that guy's that guy's got the Nintendo Kool-Aid deep in his veins. The guy likes Zelda. How smart can he be? He went to work for GameStop for a while. You won't disrespect my former corporate overlord. <laughs> I feel like he would understand what goes into a launch of a Zelda game, and it's like, oh, you're not fucking with this. That's true. Yeah, but they obviously are. They, they just did. Tell the cat's out of the bag. Anything like it. Like a you playable game a cat... two weeks before launch. You... When's the last time that happened? You can't put a cat back into a bag. It will claw your arm off. The cat mm-hmm. is out. You just gotta, like, you know, give it a Top box and back. hopefully it'll sit in the box. I, I guarantee you these physical physical copies came from, like, a Walmart. Someone just got the shipment oh, yeah. early, put it yeah. out on the shelf, and didn't know. Well, yeah. it's my last day on the job. I'm gonna get which, paid. Which, <laughs> and that, blow, that blows our minds that that can occur, right? But check this out. The term Metroidvania. Do you think Joe, John and, and Jane Q. Public know what that means? No. Do you think someone who plays video games every day knows what that means? Yes. Well, not necessarily. Because last night I asked my brother if he knew what a Metroidvania is because I was trying to explain uh, Jedi, Jedi Survivor to him. And he goes, no, I've never heard that term. I've heard of Metroid. What? And I've heard of Castlevania. I go, really? You've never heard that term? And I, tr- and I explained, so, okay, so it's this game where you get abilities that allow you to access previously inaccessible areas, and you explore more and more of the world. And he goes, well, th- any game does that. 
Like Doom does no. that. I go, what, what are you talking no, about? You, uh, get a, you get a key, and that key unlocks a door. I'm like, yes, that key unlocks one door. In a Metroidvania, you get like a double jump, and now you can jump twice as high as you used to be able to and access all these other areas that you couldn't. Multiple areas. And he's like, oh. I had to explain the whole concept to him. He had no fucking idea. So yes, yeah. someone working at Walmart could go, oh, new game. Out on the shelf it goes. It's such an 100%. elegant portmanteau. I love Metroidvania. But I yeah, suppose. But I don't Ooh. appreciate that. It, I don't know why we kept we put Castlevania in there when Metroid was a progenitor of the genre. Period. Because Symphony of the Night, well, Symphony of the Night is such the example of it done. I don't know. Yeah, but no, no, no. Uh, it was done. It was done better previously in Zelda: Link to the Past, and Metroid, literally fucking Metroid. So why isn't it called uh, a, a, a Metroid? A Metroid well, like no, a a, a, met, a, Z, a Zoidra. <laughs> Sure, a Zoidra. Zoidra, Power Ranger villain, man. We call. We call them Souls I'll tell you why. Now. Because a, Metro, because a Metroid-like. When when the when the term was originally coined, it being two D was part of the definition. Ah. Uh. And that's why they called Metroid Prime a three D Metroidvania. Because that's what it is. Yeah, but but again, Zelda and Zelda: Link to the Past, and the first Metroid and Super Metroid were a hundred percent Metroidvanias. They had all the oh, yeah. components of Metroidvania. Uh, we didn't have to wait for the PlayStation generation for Symphony of the Night to occur to have all the components of the formula. Those were two D. Yeah, that's maybe the age like, of the people like, who coined the term. We were can't more familiar like, with Symphony of the Night. It's, it's, than I mean, it's the same late. reason. Same, yeah, same, same reason. reason why no one says Mesocore, because it sucks. Metroidvania just works somehow. <laughs> okay, now is Mesocore what people wanted to call a Souls like? What one 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 dude wanted to call Souls like? Yeah, no, no. It's, that sounds like a a fetish thing to me. It sounds like porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, when, when I think Miso, tonight. I think of like Ugh. Miso is like a, a sort of like bean paste, right? So it also sounds it's like a, a soup. food thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's a Soulsborn, and we're moving on. <laughs> Soulsborn, Souls-like. I don't know. Well, Souls-like yeah, came I, from Rogue-like, which is... Yeah. I don't know. Like, games that were like Rogue, games that are like yeah. Souls. I don't Souls. think Soulsborn is... I don't th- I don't like Soulsborn either. Like, no. it's not like that genre literally solidified with Bloodborne. No, it was Souls. It was Demon Souls and Dark Souls, hence the genre yes. Souls. It's a Souls game. Yeah. Yeah. It's still nothing there about is. Silk Song. This has been, no nothing about Silk Song. God. This has been gaming terminology with Chamberlain Chance and Alex. Next on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case, I think we're about done. I'm gonna put some I'm like birds tweeting in the background behind this part. It'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> Alex. You get to go play Jedi Survivor now. I sure do. Thank you for being here. I it, it was a struggle, but thank you. <laughs> Chance, thank you for talking. In New Game Plus, you can have a red lightsaber. Yay. Can I have purple? Uh, yeah. 
Yay. Wow. There you go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Oh.